Dude, we good. We good. I think we're good. We're great. This is history to making. Oh, history man. to making. I just want to start off with this, man. I'm so appreciative of this, this guy right here, man. Before we get started, man, welcome back to another episode of Knowing is Knowing. I'm your host, Rashad Young, but this ain't about me today. It really isn't. It's not about me at all. It's not about me at all today. But I do appreciate y'all being back. Make sure y'all subscribe to the pod on your favorite audio platform. And as always, appreciate the support, man. Today is a very special day. This is like a childhood meets adulthood connection. You know, this is a, this is a great moment. This is truly a little brother, big brother moment. I have my big brother. So Donovan B I ain't gonna say his government. You know what I'm saying? He might not want that out there right now. So, nah, you put Mr. it out Mr. there, Don- Mr. Donovan Bass, man. He is an entrepreneur, a man of many great things, but the most important thing is a good man of faith, man. Donovan, how are you today? Good, man. Appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah. How's life? Let's start there. Life's good. Life is good, man. I've been in uh Arizona about what almost two months now. So uh adjusting to it, but uh definitely having fun getting settled in man the weather is complete opposite of st louis right now so i'm happy what's the weather like up there right now uh it was in the 70s today i was able to watch the cars today so it, it was nice you know what it was in chicago it was it was probably in, in about 45 team. oh for real 45 on a good that, day yeah that's, it's, that's been, it's been cold all week but you know um i think i want to have this conversation uh, for most two things one is i think it's always cool to get a chance to connect with any of you all, honestly, but also knowing that you've entered a new stage in life, man. You know, it's been just been a cool thing to watch you grow and into the person that I always know you will be. Um, but more importantly, seeing you transition to this new side, which is entrepreneurship, which is mainly why we are here today, man. You have a brand, plenty of God. Yeah, man. How do we get there? How do, how do we get to this, to this fine young established married man who is now getting into entrepreneurship with a christian brand at that yeah time. it honestly just happened out of nowhere man i uh what 2021 i was uh doing uh what do you call them the um what what, what do you call it when you do the poster and you put all your ideas together? oh vision board yeah i was doing a vision board <laughs> at the end of 2020 and half of it was basically I want to become an entrepreneur. I don't know what avenue or vertical I want to get into, but mm-hmm. when I'm on my own business, I want to be independent. And I think after I did that, let's say that was the end of 2020, like the fourth or the fifth of January, I had a random dream. God was like Christian underwear company. And for me, I'm like, this is weird. Uh <laughs> I've never heard of it. It doesn't exist. It's right. not possible. I'm not really into fashion that that much anyway. Um, but in retrospect, three years later, man, I'm finally about to start it and launch it. I was in corporate America for the last eight years. It was always on the back burner. I was always getting little pieces here and there to kind of, you know, branch out independently. But I actually lost my my role uh, last month or they dissolved my department rather. So from there, I was like, well, this is my time to actually do it. And I actually asked God right before I, I left my previous employer, I'm like, Find a way, Lord, to buy me out of this company. Give me a nice savage package so I can really sit comfortably so I can pursue being an entrepreneur full time. Because if I didn't, if they didn't force me out, I would have stayed and I would have been content and just always put this on the back burner. A week later, Rashad, I promise you not. After I prayed and was like, Lord, pay me out. I got paid out. 
with a savage package so I can leave comfortably. And I wouldn't even like upset a mad because I asked for it. So exactly what I asked for, he gave me a week later. And I was like, now I'm going to pursue the, the business full time. Man, first off, I didn't know that. Not even just like for the sake of camera. Yeah, I, I, actually... I, I kept it on the hush hush, man. But, I did not. Yeah. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. And I think it was really cool to kind of dive in like deeper into our relationship. We, we've been doing a, a, a devotional group. And I think the last time I know it's been a minute. Last time, <laughs> the last time we had a, uh, it might have been a session. A session before that, we was talking about. I don't know if I said something or Trey said something, but we was talking about you taking that leap of faith and pretty much starting it. I know that you've been working on it piece by piece. Yeah. That is crazy how much that's in alignment. Bro, that's crazy. He, he he knew that I was like, I wanted to step out, but I didn't have the confidence to just leave my income at the same time because obviously I'm expecting a child too. So I'm trying to be smart about how I steward my money. So he he uh he listened to me and he answered me man it's it's definitely wild but i wasn't even upset or or shocked because i had asked for it you know just a week before they, they gave me the decision i'm like blown away for real like, i didn't even know i'm like, oh, sorry like, this, yeah. this is like i'm this is like legit i did not know that wow yeah. that is well it's good i think it's a great thing i think um obviously it feels like god has blessed you in a way um where you know you're, you're going to be good while you're you're putting this together, which I think is, which I think is great. The other end too is like this. Now I feel like you're in this newfound space of um, really going as we as I mentioned, going 100, 100 into it, man. So how has that been? That, that new transition of kindly, finally, obviously you got things coming on, like you know, soon to be a dad and things like that. But like really having the ability to be more hands on with this with this. Man, how's that been feeling, man? Yes, yeah, it's, it's honestly been easy for me, man. And I think it's only been easy because I've I've just had to be disciplined in all these other areas of my life. So now that I'm in this entrepreneurship where I don't have to punch in, I don't have to log into to Slack or whatever. Like I, I don't have to be visible to an employer online. Now it's like it's all on you. You can work today, you don't. But for me, I, I just have that discipline in me just because of I, I was already prepping and I knew in my spirit that I wasn't gonna be in my previous employer for long. So I feel like I was almost I don't want to be dramatic. I was in mourning like in November last year. Like I felt it coming and I was like, not, I don't want to say depressed, but not in a good place mentally. I was like nervous about either quitting or, or losing my job and having to do this full time. So when the time came, like I said, last month, I was so confident, like this is the time. So it's been easy for me. I, I keep a good schedule. Like I'm always super like anal when it comes to my time. So I don't waste time at all. Um, I still like act like as if I punch into the clock. So it's been an easy transition, but I think God's been preparing me for it, honestly, for some years now. But specifically since like November last year, I was already knowing something's going to happen soon. Yeah, it is true about you. You were very anal, very type A. Uh, very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we differ. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that I, I like to say is that, you know, with us getting older, um, one thing I did notice uh, in your massive change was your was your faith in diving into that man and was there a particular moment in time aside from the, this new this new part but like aside from that like your faith journey because i've expressed to you all the time like you know a, a faith journey with men i feel like it's a lot more different than with women um, a lot of it is our ego our pride uh what was that moment for you when you knew you just had to 
put everything else to the side and just really lean into your faith. Yeah. I don't know if it was like one defining moment per se, but I know right after after college, I moved to Chicago. That didn't work out. I was there for like two or three months. I didn't prepare financially. I didn't have things in place, but it was a disaster moving to Chicago. Um, so I was literally the last day before I moved from Chicago back to St. Louis, I was sleeping in my car. And I was like, well, let me give it one more shot. I need to find an apartment because I found a job. As soon as I got down, I found a job, but I didn't have a place to stay. So I was like, I'm going to find a place to stay today. If not, I'm leaving. So I went into this apartment complex um, and I tried to go to like the front desk where, you know, the property manager or whatever would be at. Nobody was there. So I tried to go around the corner to see if the property manager was there. There was a lady who I'm assuming lived there or stayed there. She saw me and because of the color of my skin, she freaked out and she was like, you don't stay here. You don't live here. I'm calling the cops if you don't leave. I don't even think I told you this story. No. She told me, if you don't leave, I'm going to call the cops. So I ran out, jumped into my car and I was like, well, Lord, you clearly don't want to be here. So I got on whatever highway it is to get back to St. Louis. Five minutes when I get onto the highway, I get hit by an 18 wheeler, the side of my car. So I, and then I got a flat tire. So I drove to Walmart to get the tire fixed. And I drove back home to St. Louis, which is like four or five hours away. So now all I have to say, I moved to Dallas like two, two or three weeks later with like a thousand dollars to my name in 2016. And for me, from there on, like I was like, well, if you move to Texas, bro, you got to lean on God and not on your own intuition because it already didn't work out in, in Chicago because you, you tried to do it your way and not here. So I think that was probably one of the, one of the most defining moments in 2016. Yeah, I don't. I, I legit do not <laughs> think I know <laughs> know yeah. that part of the story. Uh, I knew about the Chicago piece because obviously we talked about it, but I didn't know about. Yeah, I didn't know about the homelessness thing, man. I didn't know about the. I don't even think I knew about the accident, which I think is even. I don't think that's more of a trip. I didn't even know about that. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm trying to. I'm trying to paint a full picture. So, you, how long are you in Dallas? Uh, from from what August. Of- Probably August 2016 through maybe end of 2019, yeah. early 2020. So about four four years almost. And then you came back home. And I went to, came back home to St. Louis, stayed there for almost three years. And then we moved to, to Arizona December of last year. So we've been there about two months now. I think if you, if you, if you mind, I think there's a big piece, or if you don't mind, uh, I don't really know this. How did you and Royale meet? Did y'all meet before that kind? Yeah, so we uh, we met at Mizzou on accident. I was dating somebody at the time, and uh, we had a mutual friend who was in a fraternity, and she was there basically to go to like a ball or some type of I don't know what it was. It's not a party. It was like some type of a ball for for the frat and sorority. She had stayed at uh, my house with a few other friends, and I had open the door to try to let them in or whoever one of my roommates did, but uh, it was a high and by, and then I went upstairs and I never saw her again for years. And then I saw her on social media, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that was, she was the same girl, but a, a friend of mine told me like, Hey bro, that's the same girl from like 20, I don't know, 14 that you met at Mizzou. So we met through social media, but we had actually met years prior and barely said two words to each other. And then when you came back home, you met, 
Yeah, we met when I was in living in Texas. We met we met right before COVID. So okay. we had met online through social media in twenty nine, like in late twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and then uh, right when COVID hit, you know, I decided well, I was working remotely. I would just go out to Minnesota where she was staying at, and I would just stay there. I stayed there for about two months, and we just rekindled essentially. And that was just it was just a crazy time during COVID, man. <laughs> it was, but I, I think also uh, we've talked about this just regards to just y'all connection in particular. Um, yeah, I definitely took a more better, better word, better term, unconventional route, I would say in today's time, right? Obviously, yeah. Uh, from a, a Christian perspective, I think it's something that should be the way that it goes, but typically it doesn't happen. Uh, you all decided to pretty much abstain, I think. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, until y'all was married. Just from a perspective, like what, what do you think was the biggest thing you learned from that? Because you know, a lot of people when they when they do connect with people, you know, you know, sex isn't something that I think people shy away from in, in the sense of like you feel like you like you gotta know before you you get, get yeah, married. man. You, you gotta test your out of car. Right? Test the, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be politically correct, brother. You know what I'm saying? I know I know what I want to say, but yeah. um but no, I think that was the one thing I learned in, in that space about you all too, in particular, that you all took such a, a different route and it was so respected because even when y'all got married, I was like, they really did that <laughs> the, yeah. the entire time. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know, like from your experience, like what do you think was the greatest thing you learned from taking taking that route? Yeah. And just I'll answer that question. That's that's part of the discipline that I have now. Right. Just going through that journey and now being an entrepreneur, having to be strict on my time like this is easy because I had a whole nother type of discipline I had to, you know, withstain or sustain for God knows how long. But, uh, yeah, man, I think God honors marriage. Right. And when you do it the right way, at least try to do it the right way. We're not perfect by any means. Right. But I think God just honors the, the, the route that we took. It is unorthodox in like today's society, but um, that was another defining moment for me, man. When I met her, she was extremely, she was, uh, I guess for the for lack of better, she was like on fire for Jesus and I wasn't. Like I, I've always mm-hmm. believed in God. Like I've always had faith. I've always went to church. When I moved to Texas, I didn't go to church as often by any means. There was a lot of mega churches and I was honestly a little intimidated. Yeah. But when we met, she was on fire for Jesus. I wasn't. I saw how much faith she had and I seen like how God was moving her in her life. And I'm like, man, like this is crazy. Like she has to be, she's different. Like this is not what I'm used to. So I knew that that was a sign. And I think as soon as she told me, you know, what, what steps she was taking in her life before she got married, I'm like, well, I, I have no other choice. Like I have to commit to it or I can't have one foot in one foot out. Like if I'm going to commit to this girl, I got to commit to the whole process. So I think that was what it was, man. It was just a lot of discipline. So me being an entrepreneur now i think like i said i was getting prepared in different ways previous years to to, to right now so um yeah everything is kind of been full circle <laughs> uh, i know it adds it all again i think now the whole story is, is now piecing together man it's crazy to see how god does prepare us in uh in different ways and hearing your story and your experience definitely i, I think about my own experience and how Certain situations, you're trying to find a way to make things work out. Are you trying to figure it out? And I think it's been several moments since I've moved here. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Am I taking the right route? But I think also uh, there's been plenty of moments in the in the in-between the in where I'm like, 
this is where I, I believe God wants me to be. I feel like if it wasn't, if it wasn't any good in any of these experiences, I don't think these things, I think I have a different outlook, I would say, uh, more so. Um, so what's the vision for Plenty of God, man? Like, what do you, what do you think is your ultimate goal? I mean, for having such a, a different, I guess, underwear-based clothing, uh, what do you think is your ultimate goal with the brand itself, you know? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I think I'm still, like, unraveling that. I went to Vegas, me, my wife, and uh, my brother-in-law. We went to Vegas, was that this past week? Um, my, the vendor that I'm that I'm going with, they're using for the brand, uh, they invited me to a conference last year that I went to, and I went this year. But long story short, it's like a huge fashion show where you get to meet all different type of vendors um, and sourcing companies for all types of small businesses. I've seen Cam Newton there, bro. He has his own biz, uh, clothing business. I didn't introduce myself, obviously, but the fact that he's there let me know I was in the right place. But uh, I see it as just being a lifestyle brand, man. Like it's right now, it's definitely, you know, I want to stick within the niche of underwear because it's a very specific type of vertical that I can just kind of learn and, and understand. But I think long, like, long term, I can see it being undergarments and outerwear. Um, but right now I think I just want to stick to underwear, rinse and repeat that, really understand the market, understand my audience. And then from there, man, I would love to get into swimwear, athletic wear, like everything, really. This man trying to be the Lulu women. Hey, 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 <laughs> if God allows it, man, I, I'm no, hundred percent. So in that space, and you say you saw Cam Newton and I mean, you might have some other people that are that are great in that space. What do you think is the best thing you learned being at that at that conference? Anything? Um, I think that you know uh, when you start in a business, and I mean, I've been off Instagram for about a year and a half, right? I just got Instagram back like last month, so I've been off for like 18, 19 months. I'm not the type to just be out there front facing on FaceTime or, or live, whatever you call it. Like, so, and for me, that's all, I, that's all I heard about. Like, if you want to start a business, you have to be, yeah, your customers or your audience have to fall in love with you first. Um, and for me, that, that just means being vulnerable and that's not a, a place that I like to be at. So if I want this brand to be what I believe God called me to do and for it to be, I have to be out there a little bit more. So I think for me, it's just slowly but surely being more front facing and not trying to be so much in the background so that the business can grow, not just from the actual product, but from the people behind the product too. Yeah. So I guess taking on that, that topic of vulnerability, since you opened this door, uh, what do you want people to know about you per se? I, I'll say that I, I had the same dilemmas at first when I first did social media, but like, but what do you want people to know about you uh, aside with the brand? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I've heard, I think I've heard it from you indirectly and a few other friends, but I don't, I don't want to have this, uh, it's this image that I'm trying to be perfect, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to look like I've got it all together. Um, I'm human just like everybody else, but I, I think the goal is for everybody to see progress. And I think that's what I want, uh, the brand to, to showcase. Like you may not be where you want to be in life. You, you may be struggling where you are, but having an intimate relationship with God, which you should have regardless of what product, you know, it is that I'm selling. But for me, the underwear should help create that intimacy. I was telling uh, my wife, like whenever I, me personally, whenever I wear, wear the underwear, I try to make better decisions. Like you can't look crazy and be doing crazy stuff. Let's just say it was a hoodie brand. You can't be looking crazy doing stuff that's, that's out of, you know, what you should be doing, having plenty of God on your shirt. And it's the same thing with the underwear, but only you know that you're wearing it. So for me, I just want people to make better decisions, follow God, have that intimate relationship with them, 
and the underwear should hopefully be that that sim that that symbol uh, essentially for the brand. That's that's hilarious. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think it's somebody doing something crazy. <laughs> Bro, what, what, what was it in? Uh, was it Mississippi or something? When they was on the boat and they was throwing them chairs. At, man, you can't have no 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 Christian underwear company or brand on throwing chairs at people, man. You, I, I just you, you can't you can't make them kind of decisions. Yes, I think. Um, well, hopefully in hindsight um, that doesn't happen because <laughs> yeah. you you. I, I mean, they, they say all press is good press, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. You know, it could be like a, a Stanley. Like those Stanley Cups, man. Oh, something. man. I hate I'm them. just saying. I think them Cups is too heavy, man. But what I'm saying is though, something odd happening again, yeah. sales is going up. So yeah, I definitely understand the, the concept of that. You mentioned a couple of things, uh, obviously sharing like your adversities and things of that nature. Um, <clears throat> how do you think now you would, deal with those things as you kind of continue like you know as you can you know build your business and stuff like that like are you, do you feel like you're more prepared for those adversities that come your way yeah i think uh when my faith was like not as strong like let's just say even when i was moving around going to different states like if i faced something i was typically trying to solve it myself like i didn't really pray about it like i i've always known god but i've never just gone to him for everything uh, but I think now I would probably lean in a little bit more on what he has for me versus trying to handle it myself. Because it's not to say that it won't get done, but it won't get done in his way. Um, so I think I just have more patience. Like I could have easily, when we had that devotional like a few months ago, I could have easily quit, right, and started the business. But I was like, nah, something ain't right. Let me just sit on it. And he made a better way for me that I couldn't have done on my own by any means. So. Adversity is going to come, but I think I'm just more patient to listen versus trying to do stuff, you know, within my own understanding. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, Speaking of patience, last area I wanted to get into. My boy is soon to be a father. How is, how is, how was that? How does that feel? I mean, when you, when you told me, first off, I'm going to go back. When you told me, I didn't want to believe it at first. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. As becoming a dad, and that's a good thing. But um, now that you know that you're having a son how do you think what are, what are what are the lessons that you you think you want to instill in him um as he as he grows up to be a young man man that's a that's a good question i don't know if we're gonna be able to answer that all on on the on the on this show but i think uh just being a son and just watching my dad and my mom just try to raise me i mean obviously i want to take all the good things that i learned from them and instill it in my son but also, I mean, your son or daughter, like they're going to have a, a front row seat into your own imperfections. Right. So, I mean, for me, it's just knowing that I'm a knowing up front, I'm going to make mistakes. And I want him to know this is my first time around. Like I'm, I'm we're going to learn as we go kind of thing. So I don't I don't, I don't want to try to be that perfect parent to my son and not tell him what's going on. Like I'd rather be super honest and upfront, And hopefully that'll go a long way because I'm going to make mistakes, plenty of mistakes that hopefully don't lead to traumatic experiences because I'm pretty sure all of us have traumatic experiences from, you know, our parents. So I know that that part is unavoidable, but I just want it to be an, op an honest and open kind of a way of learning for, for me and him, you know, as time goes on, once he starts to really understand what, what this world is like. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, man, is, is trying to break those curses, man. Uh, and I think as we get older, I mean, I, I think we can agree to this, that, you know, our parents were still people at the end of the day. They, you know, were learning as they were 
they were yeah. getting older too, man. I just had a convo with my mom about that, you know. Like I told her, I said, I don't there's things that I think anybody does that if you haven't been in that position before, you don't know what you're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're stressed out, if you think about X, Y, and Z and a kid kind of comes along, man, you know. Uh I think it's just having that grace to you get. I think that's that's important, man. But I think that's that's dope, man. I think that's it's, it's crazy to see. It you is. Know, we just we just painted the room blue, man. It, and it it don't look as good as I wanted it to, but uh yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy time. It's like light blue or dark blue. No, we did like a it's not even dark. It's like a little past royal. It's not too dark, but it ain't too light. So what you gonna repaint it? I don't know. I, I'm like <laughs> I'm OCD. I mean, we I'd probably need to change and I just need to to to, to do a little touch up probably. Yeah, we'll we'll have we'll reconvene about your OCD in a, in a couple yeah. in a couple months because <laughs> yeah. the older you I get, boy, clean man. I don't know. I don't care what you say. I, I don't care how many kids at the house gonna be clean, man. I know no, I'm not. Clean. I'm not disagreeing that it won't be clean. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying it ain't gonna always be clean. No, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to swallow that pill. That's all I'm saying. I know it's gonna be clean to the best ability, but. Yeah, you get you get some toys around the kid, boy. You might as well just wrap it up, man. I know, ain't, ain't nothing, I know. Ain't nothing you can do. Or you're gonna be cleaning every two seconds. They drop. I know, some. I know. Man, that's gonna stress <laughs> me out. I already know. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Between patience and OCD, man, I think uh, I think you <laughs> you gotta let it go. But I think it's a good thing, man. Like I said, uh, the most important thing, man. I'm just so glad to to, to see your growth, man. I, you know. On camera, off camera, I'm serious. Like it's been, it's been very inspiring. Always, uh, it's funny. I ask myself, what would Donovan do in certain situations? Oh, I know that's, that's crazy. That's insane. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it's the truth, though, man. It's definitely a testament to just watching you grow and learn, and just watch you build your family, man. Again, you have an amazing wife. Uh, surprised she didn't make a cameo. I know she likes to. Oh, you know, I didn't think about it. No, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool, man. Well, hey, they can find you at what? Plenty of God on Instagram. Yeah, underscore plenty of God on Instagram and uh, plenty of God on TikTok and, and Facebook. Facebook, plenty of God too. Yeah, pl- plenty of God on, on TikTok and Facebook, but it's underscore and plenty of God on Instagram. Currently in the process of trying to get that uh that plenty of God page. Somebody has it. It's not even. It being used, but I got to get a trademark. It's a whole thing. Oh, we talking like the oh yeah, that's tough. somebody. Somebody has an account or a handle on Instagram without the underscore, but it is no followers, it's no posts, and it's just I reached out, nothing happened. So now I'm gonna have to get that good old trademark to try to take it. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that man. Well, hey, I appreciate your brother, uh, and always. Those who listen, man, thank you all so much for another episode of listening to another episode. Knowing is knowing. This is my brother right here, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be the biggest brand in the next couple of years. Mark my words. I said this on February 18th, this is 2024. So come back from a year from now and see what happens. If it does, you got to talk about a percentage. I, I got you with some royalties, <laughs> man. I appreciate you having me, man. And, and shout out to you for sure. I know it's about me, but proud of everything you're doing, man. Just seeing where you was 10 20 years ago to where we are now man it's it's, it's beautiful just kind of see where everything is after you two books in you'll make me proud man all right appreciate you hold up let me see